Hey, welcome back to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. We've got a great guest today. We go way back, man, way, way back in the day. So uh, he's a man of many talent. He's got a heart of gold. He's got an amazing story. He's going to show him about a new, by share from his new book, Ride in Paradise. My, my friend, Brad Bailey, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Joe. Super excited to be here. Been watching oh, yeah. for a while. It's great, man. Yeah, so we go way back. So uh, Brad was an adventure boot camp guy like myself back in the day when we first met. So uh, we got to get things started, right, Brad? So uh, we, we go to Dallas for an adventure boot camp conference. And uh, we just we talked beforehand. We were both poor boot camp instructors. So we were going to share a room. And uh, I got there before. But um, why don't you just take it from there, man? So I got to Dallas before you and you got a little delayed. And what happened? Well, I mean, yeah, meeting you, we talked online and talked through text messages and and I already knew you were a funny guy, but so I don't know if you did this on purpose, but my flight had got delayed several hours. I think I was supposed to, I took like the cheapest red eye flight. So I was supposed to get in at one in the morning or something. And, and it got delayed over and over again. And I think I text you and I'm like, Hey man, I'm, I'm going to be late. Just, uh, I'll just come in when I can. And I think it was two, two 30 or something AM. And I go to the, the front desk and I get the key, go up to the room, room, you know, floor 30 or whatever it is. And I go in, open the door and pretty loudly is mariachi music playing at 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, what is going on? Is he like in the shower? Like, what's, what is he doing? Like, is he dancing? And I kind of flip the light on with my phone and I see that he's asleep. You know, Joe's asleep playing this mariachi music, just, just going. And he rolls over and says, welcome, man. <laughs> oh, then, I'm such a weird. See, then growing, up in, uh, hey, growing up in Alabama, one thing we know is that Mormons love mariachi. We all know that. <laughs> I mean, it, it was good. It was a great welcome gift. You know, I walked, oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on in, bro. The mariachi yeah. is fine. Yeah, it broke the ice. I mean, like I said, we had talked online and through text messages, but never actually met. And so this was this is a perfect icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to let you know exactly how weird I am. Just uh, just get that out in the open. So with mariachi, a full blast. If, if you guys listening right now, you can't appreciate how loud I had this mariachi. <laughs> oh, good times, man. The fact that you were asleep and they just roll over and just said, welcome. And then just went right back to bed. Like, oh, that is, that's quite the welcome. Thanks. Hey, I, don't, I don't have many talents, but one of them is sleeping. I'm pretty good at sleeping. Yeah, it was, it was impressive. <laughs> well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you just finished writing a book. I know how painful that is to uh, get through that process, especially for uh, people like ourselves that are more of the, on the physical side. So kudos to you to finishing that thing. I know it's kind of hard to start and not finishing is the real hard part. So uh, kind of give us an overview of the book and why you wrote it. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I know with your book, you say it was really hard to do, and I think you did yours really quickly, and to, to show how hard mine was, it literally took me seven years to finish, so. I mean, total, uh, mine probably took that, in, in total, probably about five or six years. Yeah. You know, well, I guess you're taking stories from the past and everything, and, yeah, um, you know, and when I started mine, it was, it was more of just to record experiences that happened to me, and as... I kept writing and, and doing things, writing it down and showing people, they kind of said, you need to put this together in a book and, and show, you know, what it is. And, and so, yeah, I dragged it out over seven, eight years, but um, it actually, 
in the book, I talk about the whole thing kind of coming full circle and it started how it is and the lessons that I learned and the things that happened, it kind of finished it off and, and came full circle to me when I finished it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a book, like you said, called Ride in Paradise. I mean, you want me to, to go in and kind of give a little overview of it? Or? Yeah, give us an overview, man. Tell people about it. Um, so Ride in Paradise, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a random book. Um, but so I've, uh, I've, I've got a motorcycle, a Harley that I've, I've ridden for years. And uh, I found myself in a, a pretty dark spot back in 2013. And I had, my older brother had passed away suddenly 10 years before that. And, you know, I think it had been 10 years and, and I'm over things you think, but I suppressed a lot of feelings. I was really close to him. I, uh, my dad and I walked into the, the hospital room when he was there and seeing your brother, he was two years, I was 25 at the time. He's 27, had two young kids and it really messed me up, but I suppressed those feelings. And, um, I think, you know, as I went on, I, I just kind of moved on with life and life got busy. I got married, but I had these, like a beast in the basement, things that I just put down and I, I didn't worry about them. And I found myself about 10 years later, just in a really dark spot, really bad place mentally, spiritually. And, um, I just had some, some cool things that happened, some experiences that went on. And, um, so right in paradise, I, I, um, had called, I, I learned of this little boy. He was five years old at, at the time named Keaton. And he had recently died in a boating accident. And I don't know why I learned about this boy. I don't know why I found out about his family, but um, I got on the phone with his, I was actually calling about a boat for sale. And the, the guy that answered told me, hey, they're selling the boat. We don't, we're not gonna use it anymore. And I'm like, well, why, you know, why are you not gonna use it? You're just not into it. And he told me his family was in a, his extended family had been in an accident and his little nephew, his little um, brother-in-law had passed away in a boating accident. So they just can't take themselves to using the boat anymore. And I, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's a, a pretty bad sales pitch. If <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to buy your boat and you're oh, telling yeah. me this super sad story. Um, but that night I just, I couldn't sleep. And I just kept thinking of this kid, this little boy, Keaton. And the next morning long, you know, it's a long, and this is a whole book story, whatever. But the next morning I found myself on the, the porch of Keaton's mother, uh, her on their house at the porch of their house. And her name's Kimberly. And I had gathered a, a stuffed animal and a little book and I knocked on her door and she answered and I asked, is, is this Keaton's mom? And she said, yes. And I said, I'm so sorry to hear about the passing of your son. And it had been five months since he had passed. And she, at the time, wasn't answering the door. She just, you know, she kind of closed herself off from the world. And, and she looked out the window and saw me. And I had a big old beard at the time. And she saw my motorcycle on the, out on the street. And it was blue. And it just hit her because the week before, she had given her husband a, a blue motorcycle. And unbeknownst to her, she didn't know that... Uh, that night and not to get all spiritual, but that night her husband had prayed like, Hey, my, my wife, Kimberly's having a really hard time. Can you reach out to her? Can you show her that prayers are answered and that you're, that she's being thought of. And, you know, through a whole series of experiences and things that happened, I showed up on her door with the same color motorcycle that she had, that her husband had. And I gave her this stuffed animal and a book. And I told her that I was so sorry for the loss of her son. And, 
it was one of those like just connections that I knew, like I knew her from somewhere before, even though I just had met her at that time. And it completely like this little experience completely changed my life and it completely changed my perspective. And it just opened up the opportunity to heal because I was, had some wounds that had, I'd never had healed. And, and she, you know, she looked at me and, and gave me a hug and said, God bless you. And that was the thing that I needed to hear more than anything in my life. And, and I went home, you know, I left and I went home just vowing that I will always continue to do this because this feeling that I got and as random as it is a, a grown adult giving away teddy bears to people. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, but like the feeling that I got was like indescribable and it's something that I chase. And so I've been, I've been doing these rides for about eight years now where I, I try and surprise families with that are going through a hard time. And I surprise them with a note and a teddy bear or something else. And, and I'm always chasing that feeling that I got. And I feel like this was the beginning of me trying to heal from these, you know, from my brother passing, um, you know, suddenly. So, yeah, I mean, that's, so the book just goes on and talks about this experience. And then I share experiences of the last eight years of, of doing this. And yeah, I mean, it's, there's a whole bunch of different random common, yeah, I mean, just circumstances that coincidences, you can call them that kind of line up and it just, it just, uh, it felt really good to put it down on, on paper. And yeah. Yeah. It's a great book, man. And all the coincidences, though, he just named a few of them. There are a ton of dominoes in this thing that he's talking about that had to fall into place for all this to happen. Number one, let me just, uh, if you're watching the video, just check, picture this guy coming to your front door that you don't know him. And you're going to open, you're going to open the door to that guy. His beard, big beard, the guy's on a Harley and he's got a bear. Who knows what this guy's up to. So for her, and she said she was already kind of closed off and not, not taking visitors and stuff like that. Just for her to answer that door in the first place to kind of set all this in motion, man, it's, I don't think it's coincidence. I think it's the way things are meant to be, but you have to read the book, all those things that go into it, man, it's really well done. I'm sure that was super painful, not even just talking about the actual writing process, but emotionally painful to write that book, man. So I appreciate you sharing all that. Well, thank you, man. It's uh, like you said, you, you've been through the experience and it's uh, writing down your, your feelings, but you know, you, you, you do it in the, the hope that it can maybe help someone else. And, and kind of open up different perspectives for other people. And so I, I know that's your your book and your podcast and things you've done have done that to a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, you keep all this stuff inside, no matter how painful it is, you know, it's not going to help anyone else. You know, you keep it in the dark, you got to bring it out in the light and, and it actually feels a little bit better. Like you said, when you go get that down on paper, man, it felt good to get that out and kind of start that healing process. So, um, so talk to people about how, uh, how serving others can kind of help you through some dark times. You've seen that in your own life. I've seen it as well in mine. So how does that work for you? I mean, you know, I've thought a lot about this. Um, I think, you know, services, it's something we all talk about. And I think it's, there's, there's an, an amazing ability that it has to help you and make you become a better person. And, and just when you have a purpose besides yourself and you can help someone out, like I, I think what it does for you is, is incredible. Um, but with that said, you know, in the book, I talk about service and I talk about, um, you know, there's kind of two parts of service and Joe being, you know, coming from your fitness background and my fitness background, like, I think it's super important that you serve yourself, meaning I think you need to put the time in to do things that you enjoy. 
And I know like for me working out, like I'd be a mental mess if it wasn't something I did daily or, you know, several times. Right, a week. Same here, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, we all want to look like Joe and, and get the mirror muscles, but like, I think as cool as that is like there's, and you talk about this with your boot campers and your clients all the time. Like you got to have a deeper why than just the looks of it. And mine is mental. And I think like, so talking service, I think, you know, I'm, I'm doing something for myself and I think that's huge. And I think you have to serve yourself. Um, and then on the other part of service is doing something for other people. Um, I, I talk about, I remember taking a class and they talked about unique selling USP, your unique, your unique selling proposition. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, what puts you as apart from other people, why they want to listen to you. And I've kind of changed that to be my USP, which is your, my unique service proposition. Like, what can I do that is unique to serve and help other people? And I think all of us have something unique that we can do. And, and whether it's serving your family or your community or, you know, your kids, whatever it is, like there's something that we can do individually that is unique to that person, unique to you, but can really help other people. And so I think my, as, as crazy as it is, my USP right now is delivering motor delivering teddy bears on a motorcycle and it is random but it's it's the best thing perspective changer for me that's ever happened absolutely man it's definitely that you part i don't think anyone else is doing that so you're very very unique in that that service right there so that's a cool one you know and and that stands out for helping other people as well and i don't, I don't anytime i get stuck in my business i'm like man i feel like business is kind of suffering I man i just go out and serve somebody else and tends to my business somehow it turns around it's just in my, it puts me in a better mood, number one, which is what you kind of need, first of all. And then, you know, it shows that I'm just not about here just about trying to take your dollars. I mean, I really want to make a difference. And that's just how I've lived my life. And it's, and I see you do that as well. Yeah, well, that's a good example. I mean, you know, you, we, we're told all the time from growing up, like you give, like when you give, you get. And I, I don't ever want to go into an opportunity or go into a situation and give for the chance of getting but at the same time, like I talk about in the book, like I do these rides because it is a selfish reason, reason, because what I get from it, meaning like what I get mentally and what it does for my, my own mind is a feeling that I get that I continue doing them because it's, you know, and is I'm hoping that maybe it's touching someone else and I'm just letting someone know that they're being thought of. And I, I hope on that end that it is helping someone. But again, like I'm, I'm doing this because it makes me feel so, so good to do it. So that's right, man. That's cool. So I want people to know more about you, not just the beard, you know, they see the beard in the book, but what about the man himself? So, uh, what, what makes you mad? Uh, what makes me mad? You know, I, I've got four kids, uh, and you know, ages 12 to my oldest is 12. My youngest is four. Um, you could ask them and they're going to tell you a lot of stuff. I'm maybe. sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> I would, off the, off the top of my head, probably leaving the door open. The kids leaving the front <laughs> the front door open. Just the front door. Wow, that's a serious door right there. I mean, just you know, we don't have a screen door or anything, so the bugs and and the the air conditioner, the the heat that they're leaving out in the winter time, and I mean, there's a lot of things that make me mad. Um, but as a dad, you know, I, I try and I try and brush off the little things. But man, you, you talk to my kids, and they're gonna say, you know, I could probably they could give you a list of things that make me mad. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, that's how you know you're old. You're like, I'm not heating the neighborhood. I'm not cool in the neighborhood. You're like, oh, I never thought I would say that. And here I go. It's a, uh, you know, you're, you're king of dad jokes. You're always <laughs> dropping your dad jokes. And oh yeah, 
I look at things and it's like, you know, the kids get off my lawn and leaving the front door open and leaving the lights. Like, you know, yeah, the things that I say, and I'm like, I'm really a dad. Like, What happened, man? What happened? I'm seriously a dad now. (laughs) They forget that at one time we're at least kind of cool, but they they don't see that, man. It's hard. So uh, the next one, what's the weirdest fact that you know? The weirdest fact that I know. All right. Um, I know this for a fact. This is, this is a fact. So, uh, this is probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I get a call from my wife and she's like, Hey, I I just was on Facebook (laughs) and I saw you were tagged on something. Is this true? (laughs) I remember this now. Is this true? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you were just tagged by Joe Martin in Alabama, you and you know, nine or 10 other people saying that you just, you just got back from seeing Magic Mike in 3D. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember that so, now. Uh, I mean, it, it's fact, man, that this did not happen. I mean, I'm sure it's a great show and 3D would be, you know. Yeah, it, in your be, face, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it, it didn't happen, so. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've spent the last six, seven years trying to tell my wife, no, it didn't happen. Okay, you're on record now, so that's a fact. Yeah, Which, that a did fact. not happen. Um, I'll, I'll back Brad up on that. That was just, uh, I made that up. I'm sorry. It was a okay. marketing employee for Joe or something. <laughs> yeah. I was actually uh, one of the producers on that, so I was hoping to get some dollars out of it. So uh, what is something you failed at? This can be either personally, professionally, and what did you learn from it? Um, do you guys... The ACT is a common thing, right? The test mm-hmm. you take in high school. Yeah. Uh, I remember taking that thing my sophomore year, or sophomore or junior year and coming home and, and opening the results. And my older brother was in the room and he's the one I talk about in the book. And, you know, he was, he was a kind of a partier in high school, like funnest kid, awesome guy to be around. Um, but I opened up the results and found out, I think the top scores is 36 and found out that I got a 15 and I mean, that's, you're not getting into college anyway. You're not getting a scholarship, probably let alone getting into college with a 15. And I look at my brother and he's laughing and he, uh, he tells me, you know, I got the same thing, only I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I failed at that. I ended up taking it again the next year and I studied and tried a little better and I got a 17. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) I brought it up two scores. So that, you know, I think I learned from, from that experience that I'm not good at taking tests. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like there's other things I'm good at. And I, you know, I, I I'm not going to value my worth on a test that I was no good at. Yeah. So you guys have to buy the book for this, but there's a, a really hilarious story about his brother and the, uh, the heater in his truck. So you guys gotta, you gotta check that, that one out for another yeah, story yeah. about his brother. So, uh, um, speaking of books, what's your favorite book? Uh, you know, I really like, uh, I'm going to go over a couple, um, as a man thinketh by James Allen. Uh, I really like the slight edge by Jeff Olson, which mm-hmm. talks about little things building up to become big things. And they just kind of roll into big things. And you wonder like, how does this happen? How does someone get to this point? But it's, it's daily, you know, doing micro things every day, Some, you know, talking fitness, how does someone get in shape? Well, they don't get in shape over one healthy meal or over, doing one day of exercise it's consistency and just doing a day upon day and it finally adds up 
Yeah. Um, obviously a plug for you, your book. Um, and I was telling you, I was telling it's, uh, you know, relentless positivity, but I was telling you before, Joe, like your, uh, your newsletters, like you have a way of, of writing, like your stories is, you know, we were talking before this, you hit record, but you always start your newsletter or whatever email, whatever it is, like your posts, like something with a funny story. And then you're always able to bring it back into whatever point you're getting across. And I've always enjoyed that. I think it's a, it's a talent you have for well, sure. Sometimes it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's sometimes they come back around. My wife calls me a weird magnet. Like weird things happen to me all the time. Just like you experience that mariachi, mariachi thing. Like I'm sometimes it's me, sometimes it's just random things, but I'm just a weird magnet. So it's, it makes for good stories anyway. For sure it does. <laughs> all right. So uh, you're a fitness guy, even when, no matter what job you're working, I know at heart, you're a fitness guy. So uh, if you could pick three exercises for the rest of your life, only three, to stay fit what are you what are you going with uh i'm going with kettlebell swing you know i, I think that's uh overall like probably one of the best uh just exercises that overall gets everything yeah um another one that i would say gets everything but everyone hates are burpees so i don't, I don't know if that's going to be one that i'll do but i know it's effective yeah um i'm really into taking walks right now with a weighted vest yeah and just clearing my head walking um yeah so how many is that three yeah that was three see i've got a weighted vest man but um mine's like camouflage it looks like a suicide bomber because it's got the weights in here <laughs> i try not to do it in public i'll walk around my gym or something but i was like man i gotta get a yeah. different color one because it looks like man it looks like i got dynamite strapped across there and it's camouflaged like that's not a good look for the yeah, public you're going walking in public and you're gonna get up in jail people. yeah <laughs> so uh, all right what's the weirdest thing you've seen in somebody else's home oh man um yeah. I mean, PG 13, <laughs> you know, I, you know, this, this one's easy. It wasn't my home, but it was a hotel room. And the, probably the weirdest thing that I've seen is walking into this hotel room at two in the morning <laughs> and, and having some mariachi music playing and a guy that I had never met roll over that I decide that we're going to be roommates for the, for two days of this conference. And he rolls over and welcomes me in. So that was, that was a that's, good weird. That sounds super weird, man. That guy's, you better watch that dude. So, uh, yeah, man. Well, that's some great answers, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate you writing the book and getting it out of, out of your heart and into the pages, man. I know that was hard. Everybody go pick this up. I'm going to link it in show notes, how to get this copyright here. And uh, what's this, uh, what's this little bee down here? What's this talking about here? Uh, so that's, I, my parents started a promotional product company. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 10 years ago. Um, and, you know, my dad, and I talk about this in the book, the last chapter, I, I talk about everything coming full circle. And I struggled so much when my brother, when he passed because of a prayer, my dad and I, and, you know, we're a spiritual religious family and a prayer my dad offered in behalf of my brother when he's lying there on the hospital bed. And, and that prayer wasn't answered. And I just struggled for so many years wondering, well, what's the point of, of praying? You know, what, um, so my dad, they started this business and my dad ended up, he's been sick for a while, but he, he got sick again last summer and couldn't run the business they started. And he ended up passing earlier this year. And, um, but they started this company and, and I kind of took it over and, and buying my parents out of, out of it. And it's so, yeah, I, I decided to, uh, to run this book, publish it through my promotional product company. So that's what that be is Bailey Branding. That's what I'm talking about, man doing it all yeah or well, trying you know it's 
I'm not a I'm not a big name like Joe Martin getting published. Well, know? not many people are, man. We uh we can't. So I self publish, man. No one nobody wanted to touch it. So I'm with you, man. Nobody wanted to touch my book. So yeah, I know yeah. you're gonna have people crawling at the door for your next one. Though. They wish they would have, man. They could have made 47 cents like I did. So, man, uh, thank you so much for coming on. The man is Brad Bailey. The book is Ride in Paradise. The music is Mariachi. Thanks so much for coming on, man. It's a pleasure t- catching up with you, man. It's been too long. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate what you're doing, man. Keep it going. Keep it up. Absolutely. Hey, y'all go pick up that book. Go check out Brad. Follow him on social media. I'll link all that stuff to you. Brad, have an awesome day, man. Cool. All right, Joe. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in that episode. I really appreciate you being here. I also really appreciate our sponsors. I'm very grateful for them to help us spread the word of positivity out there. So please go out and support them. Go fly on Breeze Airways. So I flew on them not too long ago. And I want to tell you a little bit more about them. So their tagline is seriously nice. Is that what your airline is? Most of them aren't these days. Check them out. What they do is they serve underserved markets like Huntsville, Alabama, where I am. You can hardly ever get a direct flight. But I got a direct flight to New Orleans from here, 52 minutes in the air. It was amazing. We did get delayed on the way there and coming back. But guess what? Every step of the way, they told us what was going on, why we were delayed, and they compensated us as well. And you're, what airline does that for you as well? So you need to check them out. They're combining technology and kindness. That's a pretty awesome way to do it, right? Go check out flybreeze.com. If, see if they're in your area. If not, you need to tell them to come here. Go nag them until they come to your area. You got to fly them. You got to check them out. Nice people flying nice people. That's what you want. Also, apparel lab. When you fly on Breeze Air, well, you need to be looking swanky in your t-shirts and your hats, all that, whatever you need. They can put your face on them. We've done that for people. Go to apparelab.co, not .com, .co. Check out their merch catalog. And if you need some ideas of what you can do, they've got some great examples right there. Go check them out. Use promo code relentless save yourself some money go check that out also go refinance your house or at least check out your numbers with my guy dominic garver his website is rocketcitymortgageguy.com or you can call him at 256-714-1429 so he recently just sold saved a local veteran 10 years off his loan and also lowered his monthly payment tell you it's just worth the time to go check him out call him or go to his website let him run your numbers. He's not going to sell you on extra stuff. He's just going to try to help you out. Great dude. Go check him out. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Go out and support our sponsors. We really appreciate them. Have a great day.